0: Good morning. It is wonderful to have you all here. We begin our service by singing our call to worship, which is found in the red hymnal number 549. Number 549, and we sing the doxology to begin our worship. 677. Shout to the Lord, O earth. Work for the Lord with gladness and enter his presence with singing. Understand that the Lord is God. We are his, for he made us his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with confession, his courtyards with praise. Confess him and honor his name. The Lord is good. His kindness endures. His faithfulness never ends. Amen. Our first hymn this morning is number 325, Crown Him with Many Crowns. Hymn number 325, Crown Him with Many Crowns. God, Lord, we are just so thankful that we can be here in this chapel to worship you. And Lord, we are so grateful and thankful for the servicemen and women of this great nation that have given this uh, this opportunity for us to worship freely as we choose. And Lord, we thank you for their sacrifice. And Lord, not only their sacrifice, but also, Lord, the sacrifice of their families. Because in that, sacrifices we have the freedom to do the many things and the liberties that we enjoy throughout this great land lord and we just praise you for that and lord we lift them up to you in prayer god we ask that you would be with them and as they acknowledge their sacrifices lord that you would provide the healing that they need to have the physical healing the emotional healing and the spiritual healing lord we lift them up to you for that healing God, we think about our own individual needs that we have. Lord, the challenges that we're facing, the decisions that we're trying to make, the obstacles that seem to come in our lives that we always seem to be trying to overcome. Lord, we just lift those things up to you right now. God, you have reminded us again and again that you are there for us always, that you are a source for us to have strength and power and courage and might and peace. And God, I would ask that you would give us those things that we need to face the challenges, the things that we are trying to overcome in our lives. And, Lord, that you would remind us again and again to always turn to you when we are in doubt about ourselves, when we are in doubt about our purpose, when we are in doubt about what we should do with the rest of our lives. Lord, we just lift those up to you right now, God, and ask that as we turn to you that you would just give us that presence of your peace and the discernment of your will for our lives. And, Lord, we think of the patients throughout this medical center. Lord, we think of friends and family members. We think of the staff that is working here today. The Lord, the family that will be visiting. Lord, we just lift them all up to you in the same way. As we pray for ourselves, Lord, we ask in the same way to pray for them, that you would be part of that healing, that they would turn to you for guidance in all the situations that they are facing. And, God, we are so thankful that you taught us to pray by saying, Our next hymn is number 140, Showers of Blessing. Number 140, Showers of Blessing.
1: There shall be showers of blessing. This is the promise of love. There shall be season refreshing sent from this Mercy drops round us are falling, but for the showers we plead. There shall be showers of blessing, precious reviving again. The Lord, grant us a now a refreshing. Come and now honor Your word. Showers of blessing, showers of blessing we need. Mercy drops round us are falling, but for the showers we plead. There shall be showers of blessing. Oh that today my mind. My now to God we're confessing. Now as on Jesus we call. Showers of blessing, showers of blessing we need. Mercy drops round us are falling, but for the showers we plead.
0: Amen. Please be seated. Our scripture reading this morning is comes from the book of 1 Timothy chapter 4 beginning with verse 8. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. That is why we labor and strive because we have put our hope in the living God who is the Savior of all people and especially of those who believe. Amen. Let us pray. Our gracious God, Lord, we just come before you and Lord, we have been blessed by the hymns that we have sung, by the scriptures that we have read by the prayers that we have offered. And God, even though at times it doesn't seem to be the best that you've ever heard, Lord, you know that we are sincere in our act of worship. And Lord, I would ask that you would just continue to bless us as we just desire to just draw closer to you and to understand our relationship with you better. Help me now, I pray, in Christ's name. Amen. You know, I don't know how much you do social media kind of things or how much you get on board and look at certain videos for certain things, but every once in a while certain things pop up, and I'm always kind of intrigued about how people tell us how we should speak publicly. And one of the things that I was watching earlier this week is they were giving examples about how if you're public speaking, that you want to make sure that you show your open hands to the audience to know that you're not concealing anything. So here are my open hands to let you know I am not concealing anything today. There's nothing up my sleeve so we can play cards. You don't have to worry about me cheating. (laughs) And also they were talking about to make sure that your fingers are strong and that your wrists are strong and people don't seem to like to have any kind of limpiness in terms of the hand movements when people are talking to you. So I just want to let you know that my hands are open and hopefully my hands are strong and my fingers are strong and that there's not any limpiness being presented to you. The other thing that I talked about is to provide a an example as you begin to speak. And I think I always do a pretty good job of always providing some type of example in terms of the message of our sermon. But they were stating that Even if you give an example that doesn't make any sense and has no logic whatsoever, and even if it's not true, the purpose of demonstrating and having an example as you begin to speak is to draw everybody's attention to you, the speaker. Well, I actually have a true story for you to draw your attention, and it actually ties in quite well to what we're going to be talking about this morning, and it actually makes sense. We have a five-year-old grandson who's been staying with us, and his sisters have been staying with us, and they're kind of in this in-between stage where they're moving from one house, and they're going to be getting another house ready, and they're in the process of moving into it, so they are currently staying with us, and it's always kind of interesting to have family descend upon you, even when you don't expect it, and you get kind of used to your ways, if you know what I mean. It's just Lynn and I... and. We like quiet, and we like our own routine. And so now all of those things have been disrupted, but I think we're doing actually okay. But one of the things that we've been observing is, is Benjamin, who's five years old, is he likes to eat apples. But what's interesting is he only takes a couple of bites of the apple, and he sets it down somewhere because he can't finish it. So Lynn actually went to him the other day and said, Would you like me to cut up your apple for you so you can eat it better? And he said, yes, Grandma, I I would like for you to do that. So, So Lynn cut up his apple, and lo and behold, because Lynn had cut it up in smaller pieces, he ate his entire apple. And so now when he gets an apple, he has to make this decision of whether he wants to ask Grandma to come and cut the apple up or whether he just wants to take a couple of bites of it and leave it sitting on the table which is normally what he does, or he takes it into his bedroom, and then we actually find the, the apple later on as I go through and do my garbage control. Grandpa does that, right? It's a military thing, right? We make sure the wastebaskets are empty in the bathroom. We take the garbage out every day. Yeah, yeah okay, I, you, some of you got that. You understand that. So I find, I find those apples hidden everywhere in different places. But what I want to share with you this morning as we talk about the aspects of our lives that The scriptures point out that we need to have physical exercise, and I do my best to try to work out every day. That's my goal. I don't always make that goal, but that's my goal. Every day I try to do something for 30 minutes, whether it's running on the trampoline or doing some calisthenics or doing some weights or going off for a run. I try to do something 30 minutes every day. That's my goal. And physical exercise is profitable. But the scriptures that we have read this morning says that there is even something more profitable. And that is understanding the relationship that God wants us to have. And in that relationship, God wants us to have a sense of godliness, a sense of holiness. Now those might be big words and difficult words to understand, but I want you to think of it as that apple that my grandson Benjamin is trying to eat and he can only take a couple bites of it he becomes frustrated because he can't eat the rest of it until my wife cuts it up for him and so then he's able to eat it all in little pieces. And I think a lot of times when we think of godliness, when we think of holiness in terms of how God wants us to live, we think it's that big apple that we can only take a couple bites out of and we set it down because we become frustrated and we really don't understand what that means. But it is something quite simple. If we break it down and if we cut it into smaller pieces so that you and I, can eat the entire apple so you and I can clearly understand what it is to have a discipline that focuses on godliness and that focuses on holiness. It's not a big theological deal here. Godliness and holiness is something in which you and I can do every day. And we need to be disciplined about it. Just as much as I try to do 30 minutes a day physically, God wants me to do more than that each day spiritually so I can have a godly life, so I can have a holy life, which benefits not only me, but everybody that's around in my world. Because if I am a better person, because of my relationship with God, everybody else benefits from me being a better person. Because I'm not cantankerous, I'm not combative, I'm not argumentative. I don't whine as much, I don't complain as much. Nobody else does those kind of things, right? (laughs) But when I find myself walking in the path that God wants me to walk on,
1: I find myself
0: not only liking myself, but liking and loving the people that are around me. And appreciating, and as we've talked about before, more than just appreciating, wanting people into my life, wanting to be able to love them, wanting to be able to love God the way that God wants me to love Him. Not just appreciating, but taking one step beyond that and wanting to be in that relationship. And it does take discipline. It does take discipline for us to be holy, for us to desire to live godly lives. And discipline is not a bad word. I think a lot of times when we think of discipline, we think of it in so many other ways that are incorrect in terms of the discipline spiritually that God wants us to do every day. And as we think about the act of worship that we do here, the doxology that we sing, just acknowledging God's relationship in your life and in my life, and we praise Him for that. When we offer our prayers, and sometimes I know I kind of go on and on and on about my prayers, I always try to remember to cut them short because obviously we have other things to do. But God wants us to do exactly those things. He does break it down for us, into little pieces for us to be disciplined daily in our godliness and our holiness that God wants us to have. Because it what truly does matter, not just for the present, but for the things that are to come to live a godly and holy life. So this morning when we think about that and as we break down the different pieces of the apple and God wants us to digest those certain pieces... Do we begin our day with thanking God for the fact that we are here? Do we praise God for the relationship that we have? Do we come to Him every day as an act of worship? Do we acknowledge the power in our lives that we have? God the Father, Christ the Son, the Holy Spirit within our lives. Those things that God wants us to acknowledge the empowerment that he gives us every day to be disciplined, to live a life that God wants us to live, that reflects the holiness and the godliness that he wants us to have. Do we acknowledge that? I know sometimes when I try to do things in my workout time, we have a little Alexa app, and I try to ask Alexa to play certain songs that are spiritual songs, that are hymns, that I have certain favorites. And it kind of makes the time go a little bit quicker as I'm working out because I actually start listening to the music and I actually start praising God while I am physically working out as well. And maybe you do similar things in terms of what your routine is that gets you motivated, that gets you not only thinking about the physical things that you need to do but also the spiritual things and the emotional things that you need to do. I know that when I physically work out, it also gives me an opportunity to clear my thoughts about the different things. And when I'm walking or when I'm running or when I'm doing some of my calisthenics, it actually gives me a chance to think about those things that I might have to be making decisions about, to give me a clearness of thought. But also part of that, though, is understanding that spiritually as I walk with God, I'm actually looking for His guidance as well. I find myself saying those kind of like silent prayers within my own thoughts. God, can you, can you help me with that? Can you help me in that situation? Can you give me the wisdom that I need to have? God, I'm trying to make the best decision possible that's right for everybody. Can you help me do that? And in that sense, we are breaking it down. We are having those smaller pieces of the apple that God wants us to have. Because we're taking those things that we do on a daily basis and we're incorporating it into all that we do and we're covering with the praise and the thankfulness and then the spirituality that God wants us to have walking in the spirit in all that we do and as we do that we think about with our own personal relationship with God and as we do with our act of worship here as we pray the Lord's prayer together what a wonderful prayer that is have you ever taken the time just to think about it the fact that when the disciples asked Jesus how we should pray, this is the example that the Son of God gave them to pray. And I know sometimes people feel that it's part of a liturgy or it's something that we just do because it's just vain babblings. But for me, it's not. And I don't believe it. it is for you. It is something that, with all sincerity... We want those things that we pray for in the Lord's Prayer in our daily lives. We want to acknowledge God. We acknowledge where God is. We acknowledge the fact that as we have God's kingdom, we want His kingdom to be with us. We acknowledge that we want God's will to be done in all that we do, all that takes place on earth and also that is in heaven. And we want God to give us our daily bread and I think there's a focus on two aspects there the bread that is spiritual for us the word of God the relationship that we have with Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ is also referred to as the word as the bread it's not just for physical needs but more importantly it's for the spiritual needs that God wants us to have and we ask God to forgive us because we make mistakes every day we blow it again and again and again I know I do and if you're perfect, man, God bless you I want to shake your hand because you'll be the first person I've ever shaked hand that's perfect that's great, I'm all for that we want God to forgive us and then there's an acknowledgement that as God forgives us that we are to forgive others ouch, that hurts God, you're asking me to forgive others? And that's an example for us in which we look at a piece of the apple that God has cut off for us and says, yes. Not only do I want you to understand the forgiveness that I have for you, but I want you to incorporate that and have the ability to forgive others as well. And then we ask God to lead us not into temptation, I don't think God deliberately puts us in places of temptation. I think, well, I can only speak for myself here. I find myself in enough situations where I find myself tempted as it is. I don't need God to take me anywhere to experience temptation. But we ask God to deliver us from evil, to protect us spiritually and physically. And we also pray that the kingdom, the kingdom that is in heaven, the kingdom that is on earth, That the power and the glory would be forever and ever with us and with all of us that are here this morning as an act of worship. So you see, just by you coming to chapel this morning, you are doing a discipline because you had to get up, you had to get out of your rack, you had to get ready, you had to walk over here, and you exercised some discipline to come and to worship with us, to hear Lynn's playing, which is far better than my preaching. And she's beautiful at it. She enjoys it, and I enjoy hearing her. But then you listen to the scriptures that we read, the hymns that we sing together, the prayers that we offer, and perhaps the message that the Holy Spirit has given me to say, not only to yourself, but also for me as well. Because not only do I preach to you, I also preach to myself. Because there's one commitment that I made a long time ago when I entered the ministry that I could not be a hypocrite. That I could not tell you to do something that I am not doing. That I could not tell you that I understand the difficulties that you're facing without me, unfortunately, having been in those same difficulties that maybe you are right now. So when I preach to you, I do so with no hypocrisy. I do so with open hands, telling you the truth as best as I can in terms of how I have incorporated Jesus Christ into my life. How that my holiness and my godliness has been far from perfect, that God reminds me again and again the example that we have in his son, Jesus Christ. And that is the example for us to follow. And it is a disciplined life that God wants us to have. And I think part of that is for us to understand that as we make the effort on a daily basis, and it is something that we need to do daily to acknowledge God, to praise God, to thank God. Something about our own lives in which we are authentic in our sincerity in terms of what we're trying to do. And God knows that. God knows your sincerity. He knows as we come and as we praise God, we are doing the best that we can based on the skills that we have, based on who we are in Christ. And that's sincerity. That is authentic. That is those things that we reveal about ourselves before God, that God loves us and accepts us for who we are because in many circumstances as we come in worship we're giving all that we have we are giving the best that we have and God acknowledges that and he blesses you for that he blesses all of us for that as we come in worship but as we think about those things in terms of how God wants us to be in our daily lives he wants us to take one piece at a time for us to take it for us to digest it for us to incorporate it and make it part of our lives. To follow God in everything that we do and in everything that we say. And don't give up. Don't give up. Those of you that are physically involved, disciplined in terms of working out on a regular basis, you may skip a day, one or two days, but you know you know you got to get back to it because you know it's important to you. It's part of your routine. And in the same way, our praise and our fellowship that God wants us to have, we've got to get back to it. There might be a couple of times when we have to skip it or we get tired or we get worn out, but God always wants us to go back to that discipline. And that's part of discipline, That's getting back into that routine again, incorporated into a part of your lives. And God knows the authenticness of what you're trying to do, He knows what you are doing in terms of who you are as a person. He knows the realness of what you're trying to be in Him. And He honors that. He acknowledges that. And so when we think about the whole idea of God wanting us to be holy and God wanting us to be godly, it is something that we look to His strength and His power to do it. To put us in a state of mind that says, God, I just need you in my life. I just want you to be so much a part of my life that I, I want to taste you every day. I want to have that bite of that apple. I want you to give me that peace, that peace that we need to have. And perhaps it can be when we're working out or when we're walking, whatever that physical routine can be to incorporate those things that God wants you to have spiritually. Maybe it's at times when you're getting up in the morning. Maybe it's in the midday part of your day when you just have that opportunity just to praise and thank God. Maybe it's in the evening right after dinner or before dinner or just before you go to bed just to have that time with God to have that routine when you just acknowledge God and all the different things that he's doing in your life, and you just praise him for all the blessings that he has. But that gives us an opportunity to come, to come before God just as we are, and he sees that. And we begin to make the progress in our lives, the progress spiritually that God wants us to have, the progress in the holiness and the godliness that he wants us to have, the spiritual maturity that he endeavors for each and every one of us to have the maturity of who we are in Christ so that we can become stronger, that we can have more courage in the circumstances that we are in, that we can give insight and wisdom and discernment to others because you have been down that same path and you can provide that guidance that the people behind us need to have so they too can make it just like you have made it in Christ. So it is my hope and prayer that as you look at the big apple of holiness and godliness, that you ask God to cut it apart for you a little bit so you can have smaller pieces because you want to have the whole apple. You want to be able to partake of that godliness and that holiness in all that you do and all that you say. And remember to break it down in parts. The praise, the prayers, the thankfulness for just for who you are the sincerity of what you believe in as a follower of Jesus Christ the sincerity of the challenges that you are facing that you are trying to get through that you are trying to make it over that you are trying to have that discernment and that strength to carry on and have a better day than you had the day before because that is what God wants us to have He wants us to have a life that honors him, but he also wants us to have a life that is pleasing not only to him, but also to us. Because when we honor God, we also honor who we are in Christ. And we receive a personal benefit from that. Something that is very peaceful, something that is very tranquil, something that is satisfactory in terms of who we are gives us that sense of satisfaction and that purpose that God wants us to have. So it is my hope and prayer that we endeavor to take that apple and ask God to break it down for us so we can have the whole apple and that it be part of our lives in a way that we can just be so disciplined about it that it just happens because we love God and we want it to be there and we want to partake of that and then in doing so we take that and we share with others because we want them to have the same godliness and holiness that we have because we can demonstrate in a positive way and be an example about what a difference it made in our lives and the challenges that we were able to overcome because of that amen let us take a few moments and prepare our hearts for communion and once again it's a wonderful opportunity for us publicly just to acknowledge God in our lives to take a little piece of that apple and to acknowledge what Christ has done for us on the cross by taking communion together as a body of believers in his son Jesus Christ let's pray God we are so thankful that you have taken that apple and you've broken it down into little pieces because, Lord, that's how we can eat it. That's how we can incorporate it into our lives because, God, it just seems to be so overwhelming that we can only seem to take one bite of it unless, God, you break it down for us. And, God, help us not to be afraid or to be scared of being holy or to be godly because, Lord, that's where you want us to be. That's who you want us to be and the strength that we get from that, the courage that we have from it. Oh, Lord, we're just so thankful that you've given us an opportunity to hear your word to us today through the fellowship that we've had, the praise, thankfulness. Lord, we thank you that we can celebrate what your son Jesus Christ did for us on the cross. To remember that, that the penalty has been paid in full for our sins, and that those transgressions are no longer held against us because we have been forgiven. Lord, please hear our prayers silently and corporately for the forgiveness for the things that we have done wrong. And Lord, hear our desire and our sincerity to want to have fellowship with you in all things. Thank you, God. In Christ's name. Amen. and drink this cup. You'll proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us partake together. <coughs> Our closing hymn today is number 458, Jesus, Keep Me Near the Cross. so thankful that you've reminded us again and again today, Lord, that it is so simple for us to be holy and godly with you. We just have to respond in a disciplined way to be committed to you every day and to show that commitment in all that we do, in all that we say. God, help us to do that because we cannot do it on our own. Lord, we want to be holy. And we want to be godly in you. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding be with you now and forevermore. Amen.